welcome to the session of Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Omar. And I'm Ben. We switched it up, Don. Yeah, we did. We, we yeah. did. Usually I was going to be... And we just heard my radio voice. Yeah. Do you want to hear... Do you want to like for me hit to us, do it? Hit us with your radio voice. Welcome to the Session Podcast. Your host, Ben. And I'm joined by Omar Shibi Shabaru Shabir. You got the name wrong of the podcast too, so... <laughs> it's the Session A Basketball oh, Podcast. Oh, man. I'm such a bad co-host, aren't I? You really are. Okay, whatever. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Anything you know? new with you? Well, it's funny you should ask. I have uh, uh, something to share with uh, with all the listeners. Oh God, is is it is it is it the time? Are you going to tell everyone? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's. I think it's time. Okay. I, I'm done. I'm done lying. No, I get I'm it. I'm gonna come clean now. I I've okay. known this for many 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 years. I think it's good that you're doing it now. Wait, what are you talking about? Exactly what you're talking about. I was just gonna let them know that I bought a piano. You bought a piano? I bought a piano. <laughs> no. I bought a piano. I said, Come on. I, I was done. I had, had been wanting to get a piano for so long and I had done so much research and I just woke up one morning and I'm like, I'm going to buy a piano. And then I went and got one. So it was on sale, right? Uh, not actually. No, it wasn't, no, really? It wasn't on sale. So you actually just I missed wanted the to sale. learn yeah, I Twinkle, missed. Twinkle, Little Stars. I still don't know how to play the, the bass clef on that. No, but I, I mean, I said this to you before, like I know your dedication to things. Yeah. And I think in one year, honestly, yeah. in one full year, you'll make no improvement at all. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And you spent a lot of money on it and oh I'm sure lessons and all that will come along. Yeah. But I'm certain that you'll make no progress with it. So I'll have, you know, I think I can play 17 measures of Hans Zimmer's time. Like the, really? the, um, the main theme from the movie Inception. Oh, the main... Oh, Inception. So that was the first one. Like, if I was to learn a piano, like, wouldn't you want to do that? Um, what's the song that goes... What, what's the song title that goes... And I miss you. What's that song Oh, title? I know which song you're talking about. Is it about. Thousand uh, Miles? No, that's a Terry Fox it's, song. What, yeah, what is that? Live studio audience. What's that song called? Oh, God, I can't remember. Uh, I, I think it... Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What's it called? Thousand oh, thousand miles. miles. Yeah, All I was right. right. There you you should have learned that first. It seems kind of hard. Yeah, I no, I get it. Kind of, it seems kind of hard. I but, get it. You uh, want to start beginner stuff, exactly. right? Exactly, beginner stuff. So like the interstellar theme, the Inception. Still theme, Dre. Just like, yeah, still Dre. Like very basic, <laughs> basic level stuff. All the rap music that we're going to review here, the new segment is I have to play it on the piano Oh, afterwards. God. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> we're going to lose all our listeners. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's been so interesting trying to learn the piano. Because everything you learn in school or, like, basketball even, it's like you're building on stuff you already know. Right. Every class that you take, it's like you're building on knowledge that you already have. Learning the piano is like learning a completely new language that has, like, different grammar, different rules, different everything about it. So I'm starting from scratch, and it's so humbling because here you are thinking you can actually learn things pretty fast, and you put that on your resume, like, oh, I'm a fast learner. And then you sit down in front of this piano, and you're like, what? the hell do i do no but i mean like so you've you've always wanted to play the piano then like even yeah. before i've never i did not know that about you no i've always wanted to do it it always okay maybe always isn't a, isn't the right thing but at least for as long as i can remember in like it was a cold play song wasn't it it was it a cold play song that really got you no no it wasn't a cold play song i'm trying to remember what it was was it middle school high school or like high school definitely high school school, definitely you know what probably reinforced it i went to see uh a john legend concert and john legend was singing and playing the piano at the same time and i'm like i can do neither of those things but if i get a piano i might be able to do one of those things do you remember um (laughs) now that you brought up john legend (laughs) you know what i'm gonna talk about yeah uh do you remember uh all of me that was um performed (laughs) <laughs> at the uh, at the grad breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really really memorable experience. Okay, so actually, we keep sidetracking, but John. Yeah, Legend, yeah, yeah. So John Legend. I got tickets uh, to John Legend to uh, go with Iman, and it was her favorite. Um, well, she had never been to a concert before, so I'm like, okay, this is gonna be her first concert. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna take her to this as a as a birthday gift. So I get the tickets, and then I don't look at the emails that I get from Ticketmaster or anything like that. I don't read up anything on the concert. And then like a month before the concert, I go on John Legend's Twitter and he's promoting a Christmas album. And I'm like, why is he promoting a Christmas John album? John Legend? John Legend. Yeah, okay. he's promoting a Christmas album. And I'm pretty curious. I'm like, why is he promoting a Christmas album? 
and then I check out what the tickets to the concert that I bought were, and it's like, uh, what was it called again? Like a very fabulous, very, very, very something Christmas. A legendary Christmas. That's okay. what it was called. And I think that's what his album was called too. So then I'm like, wait, did I just buy tickets to a Christmas concert without realizing? And oh. and I did. Yeah. You that, you actually did. Yeah. So, so what was the theme? Did you have to wear like Santa Claus hats and like elf hats or something? Or how <laughs> it was it, it was actually really nice. It was in it was downtown in the Sony Theater of Performing Arts, I think yeah. it's called. And it was nice we were driving there. It was like snowing too, so Christmas mood added got to set. The, added exactly. To the it kind of sucked that it was in like November. So did you have warm milk and cookies? No, we didn't have warm okay. milk and cookies. <laughs> but he actually performed a lot of his classics, so okay. that was nice. I appreciated that. And then it was there watching him play the piano. Then I'm like, okay, I think this is something That's I really want to do. That's actually so cool to know. Honestly, like yeah. all jokes aside, keep that up. Like for I sure. feel like you for sure. Again, if you're if you're dedicated to something, I know that you're gonna kill it. So no. Nah. Good looking out, man. That's exactly, awesome. exactly. It's a good thing I'm also dedicated to this podcast. Yeah, I am too. You can tell, right? <laughs> I'm so dedicated to this podcast. We started early this time. Yeah, we're not recording at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. on a work night. There well, you, go. you know this about me, but remember when I used to be a rapper? I remember. The YouTube videos are still up and there. I you know how I just lied because I said I used to be a rapper. I still am. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm thinking if you play the piano okay and and we can get like somebody to you know make like a bit of a a drum pattern or something I can spit okay you know what I mean and maybe we can make that another segment here just a freestyle podcast Friday do you want to start a boy band with me <sighs> so this is why I don't like inviting you to my house <laughs> it's it's stuff like this that you do that really makes me you know but no but seriously what I well, because you brought up pianos, I actually wanted to, to learn the guitar for okay. so long. Okay. So when I went back to, um, what's it called? Around mid-2000s, when I went to uh, Bangladesh. Okay. Visit cousins and all that. Um, he had a guitar. Okay. And so he taught me how to play this very basic tune. Okay. So the tune goes like this. It goes, I don't know if you're familiar with it because you're not very cultured. It goes... <laughs> Down, 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 down. What's that? Down, Smoke down, on the water? Down. I don't know it either. Uh, wait, what the <laughs> hell? Why'd you, why were you talking shit to me then? Yeah, so it's it's that tune. So yeah. I know how to play it. Okay. Zero three five zero three six five zero three five three zero. I'm I've sure always that's all wrong. It, no, no, yeah. I'm telling you that. <laughs> Give me guitar right now. So I wanted to learn that, but you know, like lessons are so expensive, and yeah. on top of that, it's just like you know, you don't really you don't really get around to it. Yeah. So I just remember I really, really wanted to learn the guitar so I can play Wonderwall around the campfire. <laughs> you should get a banjo, man, for when we go camping. Really? Yeah. Banjo? Yeah. yeah. It's like a tiny guitar. Just do it. I don't know, man. I just feel like if you're walking around with a banjo and you're hiking, people are going to look at you funny. Well, no one's saying you have to play it while hiking. You oh, but that's exactly it. what I do. <laughs> oh, that in the recorder. I can still oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I remember the recorder. Anyone who grew up I think it was North America, probably. I think everybody in North America. Yeah, I don't think anyone from from Bangladesh used like recorders. Yeah, if if you're li- if you're listening and you're from uh, Bangladesh, let us know uh, if you played the recorder there. But the recorder, for those of you who don't know, is like this tiny plastic flute, clarinet. Flute? I'm sure a lot of people who play the flute and clarinet got so pissed off at They're you. They're probably saying that. furious. You right should now. not have said that. Yeah. But sorry, wind instruments. Uh, <laughs> wind instruments. Yeah, the wind ensemble. Um, yeah, man, it's some type of like flute. Yeah, and, no, it looks like a and, flute. And, and it makes very awful noises. <laughs> like every note played from a recorder yeah. is such a shrieking. Did you have those um those ribbons? Like if you did really well on a certain song, like okay. you, can, you can get ribbons. Did you not get those? No, I never got them because I was never good. Oh, oh, see, like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, when I play the recorder, I got a shit ton of ribbons. Okay. I got like this blue ribbon, a white ribbon. I was decorated because of how well did I play the recorder. Drip too hard. Dripped way too hard. Way it was like grade hard. four, grade three. <laughs> I remember. Um, oh, and also another fun fact. I was in the chorus. Oh, um, in grade four, yeah. Is that like the, sing- the singing one? or That's like- the singing one. Yeah, that's completely off topic, but I thought I'd let you know because we're talking about music in general. I have a lot of background. Okay. Yeah, choir, not chorus. Oh my God, did thank- I say chorus? Yeah, you said chorus. Thank you, studio audience. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I was in the choir for grade- in grade four. Okay. Do you- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Do you still have your recorder? Um, it's probably in the basement somewhere, like full of dust and disgusting. But I'm oh, sure if you can there. find that and play it without cleaning it, that would be, be pretty good. Mm, I might consider it. Okay, 
Let's look, look for your recorder after this. Sure. Anyways, the piano is an interesting journey, and I look forward to keeping everyone who tunes into the session updated on what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I know a little bit of all of me. I know. A oh, you actually bit. learned all of me. I, didn't I learned the chords for the main hook. Yeah, so nice. I, I can do that. But yeah, I'm going to keep everyone updated. And it'll be a good way to keep me honest, too, to make sure I practice every day and mm-hmm. I stay on top of my no, stuff. That's cool, man. That's actually yeah. really good. For sure. So, Ben, uh, now that I've uh, shared this uh, deep personal secret of mine, I guess I want to turn it to you and let's get deep on on uh, your end Whoa. here. Yeah, so Ben. Dr. Phil. You are swagged out right now. We will as always drift too hard baby you know we will probably post this, this on our fit? story this fit on our story okay, sure. yeah because it's uh telling for what's to come in this podcast but you like it though right like I, the fit is good no i, I love it comfortable i'm feeling good i'm feeling confident you know what i mean like it's it's and all in one this is a stark contrast from how you would have been dressing i want to say two years ago to Two years ago is fair. Two years ago. What is that, 2017? Yeah, 2017. I would say like early 2017 is when I realized, hey, like maybe wearing flip-flops and um, a pink tank top isn't like the best look. Talk to us about your journey. Talk to us about your journey. How did you go from stained tank tops and and baggy gray sweats and flip-flops around campus to what you are now? A fashion icon. Wow. Are you hearing are you hearing this? Like this is insane. I'm getting I'm feeling so validated right I'll now. I'll break this you down awesome. later when we start talking about ball, but I'll okay, have you up sure. for now. Um here's what here's the deal, okay? In high school, in middle school. Well, from nineteen ninety six until twenty seventeen. <laughs> I just cared about comfort. I'm just like, yo, I do not care about, you know, like what I'm wearing or how I look to people. Like I just want to make sure that I won't be like called you know like i won't be like put in jail because i'm wearing too little or anything like that like i'm wearing <laughs> enough that i can go around the streets and you know like talk to people yeah. so it's all about comfort for me before but then i kind of realized like as cheesy as this may sound it's kind of like clothes make the man okay you know what i mean so you feel a lot better you feel a lot more i would say confident when you find a fit that's just like okay like this looks really cool mm-hmm so from 2017 and onwards, I just understood like, okay, like maybe you shouldn't wear, you know, before that it was like, wear anything you want, whatever. Um, even like, dude, I did this thing where I wore like Nike shoes and Adidas like pants. Like it, it blasphemy. Oh, I know. Straight. I blasphemy. know. We're talking about deep secrets. I'm letting everything out. Yeah. Um, now we're not going to get sponsored by either of those companies. But Calvin Klein underwear, hopefully they... <laughs> I think our first underwear sponsor is not going to be Calvin Klein. Have you seen me? They're not going to have like Kendall Jenner, Justin Bieber ben as Yasin their models. Siddiqui. And then Benyasin Siddiqui as their model. So yeah, it was all about comfort before. And then from 2017 onwards, I kind of paid attention a little bit. But what really kicked everything to like full blast, full gear. And like why I really care now yeah. is when I went to Japan in April. Yeah. I went this year earlier. Like, you know about it. I think I everyone went knows for, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Japan, guys. Like, it's in case you don't know. So I went there for a couple weeks. And um, over there, like, the people are so fresh. Like, they will wear um, they will wear clothing. You know, they will go to a bunch of vintage stop, like shops or whatever. And they will just look so decked out and fresh yeah when you see the way that they are and the way that they look and how much they kind of take care of themselves yeah you kind of want to bring that here right Mm -hmm. so the only difference is how bold they are in japan yeah versus like how safe we are over here Mm -hmm. so like over there they'll wear completely baggy clothing they'll have like like blonde streaks and like it'll be permed up and everything and they'll wear like these super like you know, like short, short, not like your Chelsea fit or whatever, nothing like that. <laughs> not bold in that way, but you know, just kind of out there and in your face. Yeah. So when I saw that, I just got super inspired. I, you know, I remember you telling me how you packed your best clothes before going to Japan and you thought you were fresh. And then when you walked out there and you looked around, you're like, wow, I'm being outdressed yeah, by everybody. So for anybody listening who wants to go to Japan, a Banana Republic sweater is not the best fit. <laughs> that does not count as my best clothing. Um, <laughs> brands matter there a lot. Yeah. Brands matter there a lot. So like some of the brands there, you know, like a Bathing Ape, mm-hmm. uh, Come to Garçon, CDG or whatever. They have like neighborhood. There were so many places that we went to. And over here, I feel like branding is important. 
but it's kind of like as long as it fits sort of thing and you, you know you can get away with looking good as long as it fits good yeah but over there branding matters a lot like you'll see every you'll see everyone with the balenciaga hat and mm-hmm. balenciaga shoes as well you it, know do you think that that kind of takes away from the uniqueness factor of it the fact that everybody's doing it or but the crazy part is is they won't just settle with the regular balenciaga t-shirt uh-huh. so what they'll do is they'll take that t-shirt design the shit out of it and then all of a sudden it becomes theirs so they'll add color to it. They'll add, you know, their shoe game is completely crazy. Okay. You know what I mean? So when you see that, it's like over here, we're just so afraid. Like I got something from Bathing Ape. Okay. I told you about this. Yeah. I told everybody about this. It's yeah. like this long, I like to call it a shacket. <laughs> it's, it's a shirt and a jacket, yeah. but it's not. So it's like a longer kind of whatever, a shacket. <laughs> and it just seems like if I was to wear it here, I'd, I'd be so like, like, Exactly, like out of place because everybody here is kind of rocking, you know, like the same sort of thing, you know, very but, similar like clothing. But why don't you take that step forward? Why don't you just wear it then? Isn't that what you think you learned when you went, when you went no, to that's true. Like, I, that's true. I've I noticed think, the improvements in your, in your style, definitely. I think everybody has noticed those improvements. And Thotum is the season for that. I'm coming out full gear in Thotum, for sure. <laughs> Did you just call it Thotum? T-H-O-T-U-M-N, baby. <laughs> All right, that's the season. Did you say T-H-U-T? T-H-O-T. T-H-U-T. Thottam. Thottam. No, but I, I actually think it would look good in the fall, so don't be surprised. Follow me at Ben Yassin for a quality fit. <laughs> All right. Hot boy summer is over. Yeah. It's time for Thottam. Hot boy summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's kind of my main takeaway from there, honestly. It's how bold they are with their fashion and how they kind of take chances and risks all the time. Yeah. And, you know, like it's obviously something you're like, whoa, that's super cool. Like, you know, when you're there, you want to wear everything, these bucket hats and all of this and all of that. But when you come here, it's like, oh, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. You know, you know what I think is also making you feel like that out of placeness. You work like an office job, right? Yeah, so- I do it's probably kind of hard to incorporate streetwear elements into workplace attire. Like, have you seen it done successfully here? Slash, do you have any ideas like that you'd want to do? Maybe like start uh, squeezing it in on like casual Fridays or something like that. So the thing is like, yeah, you know, like the place that I work, like casual Fridays isn't really a thing either. Okay. So it's always suits like Monday to Friday. Okay. And honestly, man, it's the one thing you can do is your shoe game. Okay. Okay. Because you're going to leave, for example, leave my dress shoes Mm -hmm. at work, but you can rock like, I don't know, some crazy shoes with your suit and it can work. Like that's the closest thing to like street that I can think of. Because besides that, like what are you going to do? Put a tie over your head or something and call it bold. Like that's not fashion. (laughs) That's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, shoes can be a thing. But besides that, it's just after work, you know accountant by day and then in the evening you're like this fashion icon yeah sort of thing. a symbol a symbol a symbol you are gassing me so much i love it you should continue this more you should do this more no often. we're gonna start talking about basketball and then everyone's gonna know how bad your takes are so <laughs> you know i'm being nice to you right now so that's pretty much what i learned from japan like even being a couple weeks there um Again, lifestyle was the biggest thing that I kind of took away from there. Like the way that mm-hmm. they are, the way they hang out with their friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not typical like going to bar sort of thing. Like they're just out in the street, out in the corner, just having a good time talking. And everybody's fresh and everybody's decked out. Yeah. Like we uh, stayed in Tokyo for like five nights. Mm-hmm. We were there in Shibuya, which is like, you know, do you know the Shibuya crossing? I think you've sent pictures. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very similar to how In Center looks and everybody there just looks amazing. Yeah. And again... I'm wearing a Banana Republic sweater, so of course I had to. <laughs> and do this some was the fifth right night. After. The fifth. This night. was the fifth night. It took you five nights to realize maybe I shouldn't be wearing maybe this. Maybe this BR thing isn't working. Out. <laughs> Unless BR wants to sponsor us, then of course we will wear your your stuff at every crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Railroad crossings, Shibuya, crossings. <laughs> all kinds. No, but it's uh, it's been really nice as an observer watching your fashion evolve like this and i'm very interested to see where it goes next do you have another country in mind that you think is going to have as big an impact on your fashion that you think japan had on yours yeah bangladesh (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not um i don't have regression (laughs) 
I don't have a specific country in mind. I know that I want to kind of go deeper into more of those Asian countries Southeast as well. Southeast Asia? And stuff? You know, like I want to go to South Korea, for example. Oh, okay. I think South Korea I is I think streetwear. Crazy. Streetwear is huge oh, yeah. there, right? There's also this, uh, this one place called Harajuku in Japan. Okay. And that's like streetwear central. Mm-hmm. So they have this street. I think it's called Orange Street. And it's just a bunch of brands and like the kind of like the most fun part about it is like looking for gems in vintage vintage shops yeah so you see these shirts or whatever they're um a little bit more a little bit more expensive if you buy them outright but if you look at them from um from vintage stores they're a little bit cheaper you find the right fit and it could really work okay so that's a whole you know that's like part of the experience pretty much interesting it's a lot of fun have you gone thrifting before either here or in i've Japan? never gone thrifting i've never okay. gone thrifting i think you might um, enjoy it like the idea of it's a lot of work though man it it's is a lot of work it is i know some people that do that yeah and they and they tell me about it like when you do find something eventually amazing but to find that one piece it can take a long time it it does it right takes, it so takes quite a bit of time you need to have the time you need to have the patience and even then you still need to have the money like it's not you know still not super cheap by any means hipsters like us ruin the market because it probably used to be cheap and then every thrift store realizes like wait we can actually charge these guys quite a bit of money <laughs> so it's like boutique thrift sh- yeah. thrift shops no now. that's true it's true um i think yeah thrifting is one thing i really do like uh vintage uh vintage places though. Mm-hmm. you know like old t-shirts and like like jeans or whatever like those are cool I, like I think those. I think vintage like graphic tees in general. Yeah, dude, I'm looking for like this uh, WWE T-shirt. If you find one, just like give give it to me as a present. WWE sponsor us. Please. Yeah, like uh, if you can get me like a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, you know how happy I'd be. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm looking for that. I've been looking for it. I think vintage clothing is so interesting, and I love it when it starts influencing modern style. Like for example, the the wedding we most recently went to, I loved wearing a pocket watch as part of my outfit Mm -hmm. it was wearing a three-piece and then i wore a pocket watch with that and i just love the idea of that look and these like minor vintage uh clothing trends that are i guess making a resurgence and in in modern clothing and i find it so interesting yeah no no i'm with you um getting inspiration from different places and seeing different people like what they wear Mm -hmm. it's cool and then you kind of want to get your own style as well yeah you want to figure like who are you like what do you like to wear but also experimenting at the same time you know what i mean do you have a phase that you regret um something tells me that um, like ripped up sandals and and, and <laughs> i probably regret that not really i mean i don't think there's anything that i really regret if there's anything i regret is just not trying more earlier you know? on like I even guess, yeah. even earlier on or even right now it's just like yo like let me try this and this you know I know this one girl, like, she only wears neutral colors. Okay. You know, she doesn't like to wear anything vibrant or, like, anything that's super bright. She's very into just neutral colors. So I'm trying to, like, kind of explain to her that, you know, like, getting out there would be would be cool. Like, it, I think it looks really good on her, to be completely honest, but it's okay. up to her. That's interesting. Yeah. But you know what I think doesn't look good on anyone? What? It would be Big Baller Brand merchandise big baller i think i think that's transitions omar shabir (laughs) yeah i don't think that stuff looks anywhere but oh now now that big ball (laughs) what do you know uh have you heard about this lavar ball lonzo ball argument you kind of brought it up before but i i actually have no clue what it's all about (laughs) all right so on i believe it was a recent episode of ball in the family basically a video comes out of Lonzo sitting at like a kitchen table with I guess some friends of the family or advisors and Lavar just roasting Lonzo. No way. His own son? His own son. Come on. So Lonzo is basically suggesting the idea of changing the name of the company. He basically says that Big Baller brand failed. Like the Well Lonzo know, said that. Lonzo said that. So recently the, one of the the dude who with Lavar started the company was um left the company and like I think there's a lawsuit out there. He stole a bunch of money from the company. The brand's rep is destroyed. Their quality of their of their clothing sucks and stuff like that. And Lonzo's like, we need to start over. Like, we can't, we need to drop this BBB name. And Lavar's basically like, no, nah, we're not starting it over. I built this. I made you the superstar that you are. You're I mean, damaged you know goods what? without me. He said damaged goods. He says no, you're, you're damaged lying. goods. It's quote. 
damaged he said goods. Damaged goods. Damaged goods. Lavar is a savage. He went in on, on his, his own, own blood. On his own son. A number was it number two overall? Yeah, number two overall. Yo, he literally sunned him. Yeah. Like literally sunned him. Honestly. That's crazy. Um so so let me know your thoughts where where do you where do you fall on this i kind of fall with lonzo ball and you know why mm-hmm. it's because he didn't ask for any of this yeah he's a superstar but he's a number two pick like why wouldn't he be like known anyway mm-hmm. so this whole thing about lavar like hey like yo shut up i made you the superstar you are oh he's had a huge impact and i'm sure lonzo wouldn't be nearly as big but is that really a bad thing yeah. because look at the look at every Every single day you're hearing something about Lonzo shooting or the fact that he's injured or this and that. Yeah. So I think the fact that he isn't, um, what's it called? If he didn't get that much attention mm-hmm. and kind of built it himself, like it was fully pushed upon him. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of saw with Lonzo on this one. No, I, I agree. I think that, I mean, these these athletes are also on social media all the time and I'm sure they see all the clowning that happens all the trolling that happens for them and stuff like that and it, it's got to be demeaning to to a certain extent or sorry disheartening to a certain extent going on there and just constantly getting getting roasted and then your name being associated with the company that's now a joke in like the he media. just wants to grow up he just wants to step away from it and you can't blame him for something yeah, like that right i appreciate the sentiment and the idea of you know owning your own brand and owning your own uh, business, but maybe Lonzo just wants to be a regular NBA player who just has a Nike contract or an Adidas contract, or maybe he does want to start his own thing apart from his dad. So, I, you know, I, I guess I kind of take offense to him using like the words "damaged goods" and "I made you a superstar." Oh no, I don't take offense to that. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I think that's absolutely hilarious. Like the fact that he said something like that about his own son. It just proves that Lavar, there is no act. There's no front with him. I think that that's just who he actually <laughs> is. Who he it is. doesn't matter if you're his child. Dude, that's a sperm cell. And he just went in on him. <laughs> that's crazy. His own his own biological child. So, yo, that's that's actually so it's funny, insane. though. Playing devil's advocate for, like, a second. Like, do you get Lavar's point or, like, where he's coming from? And why he might have said the things that he... Because I kind of... I kind of get it from his perspective. It's like, yo, those millions and millions of... Honestly, fans. He owes a lot of fans to Lavar as well. Okay. You I, wouldn't know Lonzo Ball. I Okay. that Okay, playing extent, devil's advocate because I'm completely on the other side, but I just want to, you know. To an extent, I agree with you, but also the second overall pick being drafted to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers, man. That guy is going to be a star. That guy is yeah, going to be a star regardless true. of what's happening. That is true. I think what Lavar. What Lonzo owes Lavar, I guess, to an extent is any criticism that people may have had of Lonzo or the attention or the media or anything has been shouldered by Lavar. Lavar made himself to be the villain and Lonzo became though even the way we're talking about him right now, Lonzo became the guy where it's like, oh man, he's just being controlled by his dad. Mm-hmm. He's just a nice kid. He just wants to play basketball. Like, why do we speak about Lonzo in that way? It's probably because of how the media's portrayed that father-son dynamic for so long, where Lavar was his controlling villain and we sympathized with Lonzo. So I think from that perspective, if I was to play devil's advocate, yeah, maybe Lonzo does. Maybe he was doing some different type of criticism if it were not for Lavar's shoulder. And Lavar all that. really wants to do this whole keeping up with the Kardashians thing with this BBB stuff, right? Like, <laughs> I've really only watched like this one clip yeah. from this one episode. Yeah, yeah, I really- I, I, that's what he wants. Like, he wants to be the Chris Jenner of the NBA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what his goal is. Yeah, so it kind of makes me wonder like how fake all of this stuff is in the first place. You know, like I wonder if you brought him to the side, like, hey, son, remember, I love you. Okay. I love you a lot, but I'm going to say something and you're not going to like it. I'm going to say your damaged goods, okay? Just go with it. Go with it. <laughs> I'm a sucker for reality TV, so like, yeah. I just choose not to believe it. I've what been, reality yeah, TV whatever. shows have you watched? I used to watch Big Brother. I used to watch Big Brother. Oh, basically like cooking reality TV shows. Ooh. I used to watch a lot of those. Hell's Kitchen. Um, I watched like you know, I went to Seven Hell's Kitchen. Seven seasons. You know, I went to Hell's Kitchen in, in Vegas. In Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That was so cool, man. And one of the uh, the winner from season seven yeah. was the uh, the main chef. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, got a uh, picture with her. That was super cool. That's dope. That's dope. I remember uh, a friend of ours, Ace, saying how the everything about that restaurant was so great that even the temperature that they, the water was was. Oh, that water out. was delicious. The water was delicious. The That's what he said. The water was so good. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you know, it, like I'm drinking water right now, yeah. and I'm kind of wondering what we get here versus what they give there. Like, why is their water so much purer and fresher? I wonder if they add things to it just to make it 
tastes better. Just a little know. bit of drugs. <laughs> just a little bit. You know what's crazy there is they give you the smallest quantity of food. And I remember I got a, uh, a beef dish, right? And it was so small. I remember being pissed off right when I saw it. <laughs> but then when you have it, there's so much flavor and there's so much like richness going on with it uh-huh. that you're actually full by the end of it. Oh, it's like overwhelming in a sense. Exactly. Okay. It's either that or it's because the server told me you're going to be full after this and I just took his word for it. It was probably you checked your wallet and you're like, oh, I, I don't have enough money for seconds. I'm full. Shout out to my brother. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. He's, oh. uh, you know what? Like, I think I take a kind of a step back and, and I show him that I appreciate him. You okay. Know? He's purchased everything for me since I was 22 years old. No, I'm just kidding. He's, he's actually done a lot. He's yeah. done a lot. So I want to give a special shout out to him. He's a cool guy. No, seriously. Shout out to older brothers. I remember grade 12 prom. I legit had no money in my bank account after I got You still like, don't right now. I, I still don't. But at that time, it was really bad. And I got it. My, like, I had just gotten a credit card too. And I got a credit card bill that I couldn't pay. Really? And then I had to like go to Ali. And then I'm like, hey, Ali, uh. Can you pay my credit card bill for Don't me? Don't you? Isn't it crazy how we've grown since episode one till now? Remember <laughs> episode one? We're just like, yo, man, brothers suck. They did this. They did that. But now look how much we've grown. Now we can say that we actually think, yeah, you know what? They're pretty chill. They're pretty cool. I can only imagine what four episodes from now is going to be. <laughs> We're going to have kids. We're going to be talking about our kids. If I'm lucky. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So staying on uh, NBA, uh, I wanted to ask you, have you read this top 100 list put out by Sports Ooh, Illustrated? I know that it came out. I just don't know what the actual list is. Let's look okay. at the top five, maybe. So let's like, go through top- every single uh, player on this list and talk about <laughs> no, I'm, j- I'm joking. So this list, for those of you who don't know, Sports Illustrated every year, uh, Rob Mahoney and Ben Golliver put out a list of uh, ranking the 100 best players going into this next season. So it would be for the 2020 season. I don't think Ben Golliver's with SI anymore. So it was just Rob Mahoney who did it this year. And I just wanted to go through a few of the players. And we'll talk about whether or not we think they're overrated or underrated. And we'll just give our opinion on each of them. And then maybe we'll even dive into the top five. So I had a couple singled out here, Ben, that I wanted to talk to you about. The first is Zach Levine at 90. So... I think this is criminally underrating Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. I'm and sure a lot of that context, has to do with his injury. Like I'm sure they play into that, right? It it play it it has enough it has um that that factors in, but just for context, they have right below him, so he's right ahead of ninety one Derek White, ninety two Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's right Spencer. before Danny Green at eighty nine, Jonas Valanciunas at 88 jeff teague at 87 oh, they got they got uh, levine before yeah they have a uh, valanchunas and danny green jeff teague oh I andre iguodala 86 ranked higher than zach levine okay but iggy's iggy's a beast so they iggy's talk a beast. they they do these rankings in a vacuum so it's like okay so not on their specific team but just imagine them in a vacuum on any team how useful would this person be and my whole thing is like Man, Iggy's like resting, injured, doesn't try for like the entire season. That has to factor in at a certain point. Zach Levine. Aren't Levine like yo? His injuries are bad. But he was good all last of last season, year. I could have sworn all... he was really good though. He was. Yeah, he did. He, he could have. He could have been an All Star in the East. He he should feel snubbed to an extent. But he has now a season and a half, a full season and a half, I believe under his belt post his most recent ACL really? tear. So it's like not even that his uh Like his ACL, career is completely dead. No, no, he it's been a complete resurgence and he's playing well. What I, I think do he's remember gonna be an all-star Zach this Levine, year. I don't have much of an opinion on him. I don't really care for him. But what I do know is remember that dunk contest from yeah. uh was it twenty 20- 2016 i want to say i want to say 16 because since or maybe or maybe or maybe 17 because he was was back-to-back winners aaron gordon the aaron uh, gordon here yeah uh, zach levine right yeah that was such a good dunk contest yeah so my only like thing like that i you know that i can say about zach levine is i think his his dunks are freaking crazy okay um but has his game developed a lot more since then like he can he shoot a little bit better he can shoot he can shoot a bit so better. 90s he's really really pushing it then i'm no i'm curious as to what their explanation was as to that did so they mention some genres they, or they, yeah they have a paragraph or two under each player so they talk about 
him basically, you know, like being a turnover machine, his awful defense. and uh, I'm sure defense is, is a... Defense, it definitely factors in. Zach Levine, especially after his ACL tears, has trouble moving laterally. So I guess that factors in. But honestly, okay, I'm going to say it. I think Zach Levine's going to be an all-star in the Eastern Conference. How old is he? He's a young guy, isn't he? I think he's 26, 27 maybe. Like okay. he's, he's not old at all. He's not old at all. So... I think Zach Levine's going to be an all-star, so this 90th overall ranking is going uh, to look pretty stupid. Yeah, you know what? Like, I hate the fact that we agreed to start, <laughs> but I, I'm with you. Like, I can't, I can't really disagree with that. 90 to start is yeah. insane, man. But you know what's more insane, Ben? Jason Tatum. I want you to guess his ranking before I tell you. Why is he even in the top 100? <laughs> I don't... Okay, if you had to put him in the top 100, where would you put Honestly, him? Honestly, considering, like... They're probably going to be realistic and all of that. So I'll give Tatum a solid, and this is really hard for me to say, Yeah. but I'm giving him a solid 75. Okay. He got ranked 35. Come on. 35. Shut up. 35? 35. He's top 40 right now. Are you stupid? That That's what they, they have ranked They put Tatum at. at 35. They put Tatum at 35. I was blown away. Oh, these the, the authors are from Boston. It has to be something like that. <laughs> Rob Mahoney what? put him at 35. I was that is the most overrated player on this list. I scrolled through all 100. 35. That is the most overrated player on this list. 35. And Boston fans are probably thinking it's way too high. Like he should be he should be down there and even more and So, he's 35 at so a overrated. wing position. At a, so overrated. At a wing position that basically comes out to him being like what top 8 in his position, top top t- 8, top 10 on the wing or something like that. Like it's insane that Jason Tatum... Jason I, Tatum, they're just going to keep talking about potential until he just... He had one good playoff run. And ever since then, he dunked on LeBron and all of a sudden, Jason Tatum is the second coming Okay, so I'm conflicted. That picture, I don't know whether to have it as my desktop background or not. Because <laughs> LeBron James, I don't like. And Jason Tatum, I don't like. So I don't know what to do with it. I mean, you just, you don't need to have this picture. Like, <laughs> there's, I don't know why this is a topic of discussion. I think my discussion. cousin actually had it... Uh, I'm trying to think if he had it as a poster, if you put it in his, at his background. I forgot. Oh my but God. he went off with that photo. Look, yeah, look. Look, it's LeBron James. He's damaged goods, if anything. Look, just look what Jason Tatum did to him. Like, who okay. cares? Who cares? Anyways, summary overrated. Get out of here, Tatum. Get okay. Out of my face. Last question about Jason Tatum. What's harder to believe, that he got ranked 35 or that he's only 19 years old? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be only 19 for the rest of his life. Can you believe he's only 19? He's only 19 he's years old. He's only 19. Yes, teen. Do you hear that teen in his age? <laughs> Potential. All right. And then the last ranking I wanted to touch on with you was the top 10. And I'll, I'll run down the top 10. It goes with number 10, Damian Lillard. Sure. Number 9, Paul George. Number mm. 8, Nikola Jokic. Number seven, Joel Embiid. Number six, Anthony Davis. Wait, 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 what? Wait, hold on. Okay, keep going. Okay. I think you already picked up on what I was going to talk what? about. James Harden at five. Steph Curry at four. LeBron James LeBron's at three. LeBron's in the top ten? <laughs> oh my god, you've been watching too much. You've been watching too much Skip Payless. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard at two and number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, they put Giannis at number one. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, Giannis know. is definitely not number one. Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't understand. They talk about being in a vacuum, and Giannis is in the perfect environment for him. The legit perfect. So if you put him in a vacuum, if anything, he should get worse. Yeah, but Giannis's recent comment was so smart. Oh like, that's why, God. like, listen, Omar, that's the thing about this whole Mamba mentality that you don't <laughs> understand. Okay, listen to me. Look at me. Oh. Look at me, bro. Let me tell you something. Giannis is going to develop a three-point jump shot. And from that point, the league is completely, it's it's game over for everybody. I've heard for how many years that Giannis is going to develop a three-point jump shot? How many years? Is this the third year that I'm hearing it? Yo, listen. Yeah? He's... He's working on it, so and that's that's all that matters. The He's comments, young. the comments for those of you who don't know, in and in I guess it was in a recent interview. Giannis said um, that he could win a championship right now without developing a jump shot, but developing a jump shot is just going to make it a lot easier for himself and his team and stuff. I like mean, that. he had the roadblock that was literally the 2019 champions. That's tough. 
But I mean, he was also up 2-0 against them. Yeah, he was up 2-0, and then you know, like his coach sucked. And the, oh, the coach of the Budin. year, the, uh, the regular season coach, Mike Budenholzer, that I hear oh, so much who about. Was also the coach of the year when the Raptors got destroyed. Who was it again? Uh, Dwayne Casey, the guy exactly. who signed my raps cap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got to delete that Instagram photo, by the way. I don't I'm, know never if it's still I'm never deleting. Delete it. it. You uh, don't want that. You don't want to be associated with that man. I, he we're, hates po- us. we're posting it on the set. He's the craziest ex-girlfriend ever. <laughs> We're posting it. He's uh, making a team only to beat the Raptors. He hates the Raptors. It's so <laughs> funny. The Session Ball. Follow us if you want to see Dwayne Casey signing Omar's uh, basketball hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I wanted to talk to you about was Nikola Jokic being ranked 8th and Joel Embiid being ranked 7 to unanimously show to everyone that he is the best center in the league. Joel Embiid is nowhere close to being the best center in the league. You have Jokic there. Jokic, honestly, like Embiid is good, but Jokic and Embiid should absolutely be flipped. No, Jokic no. has the vision. Jokic has, um, what's it called? The post game. He can shoot. This guy's a monster. Yeah, the thing is, Jokic only plays half the game. Embiid plays offense and defense. Embiid plays half the season, bro. Get his health checked before you talk to me about this about these stats. Oh, that does God. not matter. His, he was actually pretty good until he got sick. Jokic near the just end. needs one. Give it this year, and honestly, I feel like Jokic is going to make a huge and even bigger jump than he already has. Okay, is My it going to be a defensive? Team, is it going to be a defensive jump? I mean, you know what. I can see it happening. Why not? <laughs> no, it's not happening. You can't not? teach lateral quickness to a guy his size at his age. That's not how it works. All I know is that Embiid is is not the best thing. <laughs> You're I'm only not, saying that I'm to get at me. I'm not agreeing. You're literally only saying that to get at me. You've seen Jokic's vision, right? Okay, a center in a five-man rotation, a center is the most important defensive position because he anchors your entire defense. Having Jokic is great. It's phenomenal for your offense. Your offense will run smoother than it runs with Embiid. But you can't ignore the literal second half of the game. The other side of the court. You can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive liability. I want you to keep that same energy when we talk to when we talk about LeBron James at number three, okay? Just remember what you're talking about. Keep going. <laughs> keep talking about how important defense is. The, and diff- we'll get to... the difference is LeBron yeah. can turn it on. Oh, Jokic can. can't. Jokic can. Oh, he can, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can. And you're going to see this year when LeBron wins MVP. LeBron's not winning jack shit this year. <laughs> Anthony dude. Davis is going to win, um, most, uh, what do you call it, uh, defensive player of so the, the year? So the list goes Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Steph, Harden. Uh, correct, yeah. And then after that is... AD, 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 and Jokic. Yeah. I feel like they have AD a little bit lower. I would actually put AD above Harden. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'd do that as AD well. AD is... Yo... Again, I feel like people we, we are We keep coming not, back to I it. I know, but we it's... We keep coming back to it. But how big is it? How big is the fact that AD is on the Lakers right now? We're not going to talk about it once more, but I am, I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to reiterate. I think people have forgotten how good Anthony Davis That's is. That's it. This people, season... We'll just leave it at this. Yeah. This season, AD will show everybody. Yeah. He's going to prove crazy. everyone wrong. That brow? Yo. <laughs> that brow? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. AD is finally getting some better sponsors too. He got sponsored by Ruffles, I think, which is oh better sponsors, which is yes a, Ruffles w- chips, which is it's a step up from synthetic motor oil. Is that what he had before? He was a oh, synthetic New Orleans, motor. Come on, he was a synthetic motor oil. Come sponsor. on, Pelicans, you gotta do better than that. Let's see what Zion gets. <laughs> Let's see how they help him out. But so that top five, interesting. Okay, yeah, LeBron at three. Honestly, so for context, they've been doing this list since 2013. And LeBron James has been number one every single year. Last year as well, he was number one. This is the first year he's not been number one. He's uh, number three on the list behind Kawhi and uh, So number Giannis. one, I would have Kawhi okay. um, in the league. Number two, I would have Giannis. Okay. Number three, I would have... I want to put Harden there. I think number three, I'm going to put Steph. Okay. I think he's the third best player in the league. This guy's shooting is insanity. And the way that he's able to just get through the offense, okay, it's so smooth and it just works. But do you think this is going to happen next season? When I think where it sounds have- like right now. You know what I mean? When we're talking right now, the list from what we saw last season, I'm basing it off that. 
Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So Based yours, off... yours is yours is a current snapshot. This list is more of a future projection. Future projection. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess, even yeah. then, future projection with thirty-five-year-old damaged goods, LeBron James putting him at number three. This man said damaged goods. I never should have quoted Lavar in front of you. I love it. I love it. No, LeBron James is absolutely. I would. I would put LeBron James at um. Jeez, like top 10 really like i i don't understand why anybody oh would have okay you know number four gonna, i would actually put LeBron you know what's going to be interesting we'll do this for next pod let's actually give our season preview where we give our projections for all the various awards mvp uh first team all nba sure we don't have to give all three teams but defensive player of the year most improved all this stuff we'll we'll compile our projections we'll do some research and we'll give those at the next episode. Uh, best three-point shooting award goes to Russell Westbrook. That's not a real award. And <laughs> even if it was, Russell Westbrook would not get that award. You know what it is? Why not? Hashtag why not? Model to live by. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of reasons why not, actually. <laughs> Should I get into it? So I would have number four at LeBron James, and number five, I would have AD. Okay. That's my top five. Okay. So not very That's different. actually very reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah. Not, it's not very different than what... Um, but it will be interesting to see how LeBron James takes on the season. Okay. That'll be cool. Your, your rankings aren't that bad, but you know what? Let's see how they carry over into music. Oh, snap. Okay. So. Oh, snap. This my week. Favorite, my favorite part. This week, we're going to do things a little different because ranking entire discographies can be a bit cumbersome. And I talk too much. Both to listen to and to, um, and to say from us. So we picked the same artist, Drake, this week. And we are going to each give our top three albums by Drake. So Ben's wearing the Drake shirt that you can see on our story at The Session Ball. Actually, it's probably gone. Yeah, now. use promo code SESSION2020. That's not and a, you'll a, get 20% off. We don't have any merch. What are you? <laughs> what is this discount? I'm thinking for? big, Omar. I'm thinking big. We're going to get there. Okay, fine. What's that? Manifestation. 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 Thank you. There we go. All right. So should I go first on this one then? For sure. Drake's albums. It's okay. been a theme. You start first. Okay. So, again, this is a top three, and it's not the ranking within I, the top I'm three. already laughing because I know how stupid it's going to be. It's not going to be stupid. You're, like, it's not your be music stupid. is so objectively wrong. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're just being mean at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, okay, you're cute. You're cute. Sorry. Yeah, you don't got to make me cry in front of everyone. <laughs> okay. So top three again in no particular order. I would have. No, you have to put it. You have to put it in order. No, no, you can't. That's the whole. Yo, the whole point of us dude, doing top three was dude, so you we have didn't to put it in order. No, we're not gonna put it in order. <laughs> okay, Whatever. fine. I'm gonna put it in order. Yeah, good. Number one. No, start with number three. I want you to go from number three to one. Okay, I will. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, number three. I would have. If you're reading this, it's too late. Okay. Number two, I would have views. And number one, I would have take care. All right. Okay. That's my ranking. And yes, before you leak it to the world, I was debating putting views ahead of take care, but I decided against it. I listened to it like three days straight, both of them, and I decided. Oh, everything it. okay? Yeah. Everything okay at home? Like yeah, relationship yeah. wise, you're okay? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah. No, Marvin's, I don't know room why did, you Marvin's room did get to me. <laughs> Omar, if there's ever a time where it's outside of winter and I'm listening to Marvin's room. Yeah. With like candles lit inside my room, um, <laughs> just ask me if I'm doing okay. Okay, I'll check up on you. Real, yeah. Real friends check up on each other. You won't, you won't let that happen though, right? <laughs> you won't let that happen. Okay, yeah. All right. So that's my top three. Again, three is if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, number two is views, and number one is take care. What's your top three? My top three is number three. I have. Um, What's it called? Nothing Was the Same. Okay. Love that album. It's the perfect fall album. It is. Number two, I have If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Oh, you have that high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have views on my top three. Oh, you didn't um, like I was. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just like, I just think that there are many, there are other albums that I just, I was so hyped for views because the way that it was described at the time was it's going to be a love letter to Toronto mm -hmm. and everything Toronto and this and that Toronto. And there are some tracks are, that are cool, I guess, but it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. So it's like one of those classic examples where you have your hype meter all the way up top and it just didn't like live up to it. So that's okay. why I just didn't, you know. Okay. Number one is easily take care. There we go. Take care is 
if I'm being real, like album of the decade, baby. Take Care Damn. is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's such a complete piece of work. That's you know what what's like crazy is do you remember Nick? Nick uh, from high school? Yeah, yeah, Nick. So his brother and I used to get like into heated debates about music. Yeah. And I remember he was a Drake stan. He used uh-huh. to love Drake. Yeah. And I was on the, the like, yo, who's this guy, you know, like best I ever had? Like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. Something about him just doesn't sit right. His yeah. eyebrows are weird. <laughs> so I was always against Drake. Yeah. And even take care. You know, I was just like, oh, I don't. But then I, you know. You grew up? I grew up. I met some people. I lost some people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's absolutely nothing that happened, but it's just such a good album. Yeah. Um, from 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 front to back, right? Like, Marvin's room is the ultimate. You don't need anybody there in order for you to feel like the saddest person in the world. So there's Marvin's room. There's doing it wrong. Oh man, practice. That's such a good song too. It's just such a good winter album. That's it, what it it's is. It's such a great album. I. <laughs> I'm thinking back to all those times we'd be hanging out in uh, Zubair's basement and whenever like emotional conversations would start and we'd be like, someone would just go and start playing Marvin's Room in the background and no one would just ask for it. It'd be like, we'd realize like two minutes into this deep conflict, we'd be like, wait, why is Marvin's Room blank? And like, we'd be like, I thought it was fitting. It's it's a good way to to get into, (laughs) you know, like, how's everything? You know, like if you have Marvin's Room playing and you ask me what's wrong. Yeah. Shoot. We should do that therapy corner on the podcast. We're adding so many segments that I don't want to. Like we did <laughs> Freestyle Friday podcast. And we have a therapy session as well. Oh man, intense! No, the the, the freestyling is the therapy. <laughs> okay, that's good. I like that. There that's we go. Idea. We're doubling up. There we go. We're gonna be efficient. Um. So yeah. So number one is take care. Talk and, to me about views because that's I think our biggest discrepancy. Because I got yeah. that in my second, and you don't even. I just have that. Do you have more life overviews? No, 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 no. Okay. More life, definitely not. Um. More Life was just, again, similar to Scorpion. Scorpion is my like, oh, yeah, least, favorite least favorite of, of all the albums that I have. But um, like, it's not like Views is a bad album. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, like one of those times where you expect so much from an album because of how much hype has been surrounding it. And then you just, when you got the final product, you're like, you wish you had more. Like, you still felt like something was sort of missing mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So that's how I felt with Views. It's not a bad album by any means. Yeah. But when you go to like Nothing Was The Same where it had tracks like Started From The Bottom or um you know like just hold on we're thing, going home hold on we're going home language you know i just liked those songs yeah a lot more as a complete body of work and it just kind of brings me back into like fall of 2013 and you know you know what was crazy i had that i bootlegged that album um and burned it on a cd so i can play it in my 2006 dodge caravan uh that i drive to school in grade 12 and I had like every track memorized because that's all I'd listened to. I'd only had the for one take CD. care. Yeah, uh, no, sorry for. Uh, um, oh, nothing, nothing was the same. same. Yeah, nothing yeah, was yeah. the same because it because it came out in that fall, right? And I listened to it, and then my my bootleg CD started having like some issues because I guess like I'd been playing it too much or I'd been too rough with it when taking it out in the car. And then literally that day we were doing Secret Santa, I think, and I you forgot your present at home, so I drove you back home to get your present and when we got back to uh school i forgot my present you forgot your present at home it was hilarious. don't kill me you forgot your present at home so i was at lunch we drove back to get your present and when we came wow, back I'm i so got in my secret santa gift from amen i got take care like the official version i think i still have the cd somewhere in my room wow you have a record like i actually have the vinyl of take care oh yeah. sorry not take care ah, oh nothing was the same nothing was the same nothing but on a side note i have so imagine that now didn't Candle- i give you that vinyl yeah, you did. I did. You I gave, gave you me that, yeah, and you I gave me another one. You gave me one other. Um, did I give you Slim Shady LP? Or was that I don't have else? Slim Shady LP. Oh, you don't have Slim Shady you, LP. You gave me another one. I'm, I'm forgetting what it okay. was. Okay. But now imagine this mood. Okay, let me paint the let me paint this picture again. All right. Okay. Lights down. Candles from Bed Bath and Beyond. Why are there candles? Why Listen, are there the cat. Your Bath and Body Works. Um, candles are lit. And all you hear in the background is just cups of the rose. <laughs> <laughs> and ASMR makes a return on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I guess if you're reading this, it's too late. Perfect album. Backstory on that. So much fun. I'm fairly certain Drake just released a bunch of quote unquote leftovers. 
as an album to get out of his current album deal. I think there was a there was a so was that true? I thought that was just like a story that they made up. I think that was true. It's like, yo, get out of my record. So this is just a random album that I gave out, but it happened to be like his second best. So piece. that's what I was going to say. Right? In the moment, people were like, oh, what's this album of like leftovers that we just got, right? That he compiled together in an effort to get out of his uh, current record contract or whatever it was. And I look back at it and I'm like, are we just that like needy for drake's attention that he gives us his leftovers <laughs> and we're just like we love it like it's amazing do you remember how big of an impact know yourself had in the entire world oh my god was- i remember <laughs> i think i remember a tweet um like you know everybody was quoting it at the time yeah. and then i remember diggy he tweeted running through the six with my wolves <laughs> he actually thought he actually thought the lyrics were wolves and to be fair, I did too because I'm bad with lyrics. You're so bad with lyrics. Yeah, but I make the sound. I make the general sound. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the wrong word. <laughs> know Yourself through. was, yo, that ultimate hype. Like right when it builds up, I saw that live. I went to Calgary, shout oh, out to my brother wow. and my sister-in-law. I went to, um, I, went to, I went to a concert with them in Calgary for, uh, for Drake and Migos. Okay. I'm wearing that shirt right now, actually. Do you see it? Sick, <laughs> I, right? I see it. <laughs> so, um, Drake is such a performer. Yeah, that's why I want to go to more Drake concerts because of how good he performs. When he played "Know Yourself" and like these fireworks came out of the stage, oh right in the drop, it's so oh, good. Man. It's so good. That album is has such good mood music. I just I absolutely love it. I you can go from legend, energy, know yourself, or uh, six. Uh, is it called Six Man or Six God? Six God. Mm-hmm. Six got and there's like such like feel good crazy tracks and stuff. Then you also have like Star Six Seven, Six PM in New York, Jungle and stuff like that. Jungle but, is such a good song. Oh man. my god! And uh, you and the Six makes me cry. Yeah, it's like it's such a and I use this to describe Take Care as well. It is such a complete album, mm-hmm. and in the moment, like people. But Take Care is the most complete. Like Take Care, in my opinion, is the most complete album from like from again from from uh, from the beginning until the end. It just has this the steam and it just works do you think we'll ever get that drake back if it ever or well, has think, he has he blown up too much is he too rich is he too famous to release that type of music anymore i think um after the push of t beef he might be he might still be in his feels so he might <laughs> have like a take care too dedicated to uh dedicated to pusha yeah. but if i'm being completely honest with you like yeah, that's that's like a once in a you can't you you can't cap like you can't capture that like who's, it's too tough you need the weekend again how is drake's heart being broken at this point that's what i want to know like who can break drake's heart you can't he is he's he's become a villain he became a villain at this point he so. used to be like this uh the, I remember, you know the clean shaved drake right yeah such a good boy yeah and now yeah he became this bearded like bandana wearing monster yeah now he just has private jets and rolls and like I don't know for where I feel like you're associating it. getting rich with being becoming a villain. No, but I think he just but, became rich. No, but he also became a villain. Like, How? In the sense that didn't he have a son that he didn't tell anyone about? No, no. The, what his words were was he wasn't hiding his son from the world. Wait, he wasn't hiding. Well, how does it go again? Shit. It's I think like there's just like, something about not telling anyone you have a kid. He was just being very poetic with it, <laughs> and I think it worked. And then the beef with. Pusha T and calling out Pusha T's fiance at the time. Oh, by I just name. remembered it. I was completely ignoring everything you said. What is it? You see, I told you. You see, you're just as stupid as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't make fun of the live studio audience. Sorry, sorry. Do you remember? I feel like we can look this up. Uh, there must be some way. Okay, for us it, to it was. It was actually this. this. It was he wasn't. That's what it was. He wasn't hiding the son, his son from the world. He was hiding the world from his son. That's beautiful. You got to. Ex- what does that even mean? The world is. You, did you not hear her? The world is a scary place. Well, the kid's like one. Like what do you mean? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be scared of the world. It's a baby. He's gonna come, he comes out the. He comes out the womb just terrified. <laughs> it's a baby. Babies. What do you think they're just afraid of? It's like oh, climate change. You know, Dude, I can't let you know. Dude, he held a press conference. <laughs> he held a press conference to explain to the world <laughs> what happened. That is the biggest L um, <laughs> with with Drake. Oh, Pusha T. Pusha T is a real villain. To be honest with you, he is. He is. Oh, I love Pusha T. We should do him. 
We should do his we music. We should do what? We should do his music next. Oh, okay, yeah. I was, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I love Push. All right. I think uh, that's enough rambling for, for sure. one episode. Let's, let's wrap it up, Dan. All right. Let's wrap it up, Dan. So, for everyone who's been supporting the podcast so far and tuning in every week, we really appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review or a four-star review, but nothing lower than Why that. Why would you say four stars? Leave five or ten stars. Yeah, there's no ten, though. Listen, make a function to make it ten stars, then give us all of it. Okay, fine. Uh, our official stance on the podcast is you can either leave a five-star review or make another account and leave a ten-star review across the yeah, two that's, accounts. Yeah, that's good. That's better. Yeah, <laughs> making a function. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> But basically, we really appreciate the support. And if you can uh, show some love on iTunes, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or however you're listening, uh, just follow, subscribe, share to make sure you get all the episodes and interact with us. Come over to The Session Ball, both on IG and Twitter. Again, that's The Session Ball. And we're always posting like polls and like Instagram posts and responding to people in the comments and stuff like that so interact with us if you like listening to the podcast let us know on ig or something like that yeah leave slide a comment into the DMs. slide into the dms come over to my house be a part of the live studio audience um you know what i want to give this special time i think we should yeah, give a shout sure. out right we should give a shout out to the studio audience because we've put them through a lot um they're just like quiet and they're you know like on their phones but hey hey audience say something okay. <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to them. I love them very much, but I love one just a little bit, just a little bit more. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thanks everyone for listening and leave, leave comments, reviews, follow us on social media, and we will see you for the next episode. Cheers.